0: we've grown up differently, don't seem the same. Since you've lost your feet. That must mean John Shannon's coming up momentarily in Oilers. now. Just before we get to that, uh, we gave away our second foretop top for tomorrow's event at Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. The trivia question was, who did the Edmonton Oilers trade to the New York Rangers to acquire Doug Waite, who will go up in the Oilers Hall of Fame? Here's Brendan Escott. Oh, my God. That's what you're asking me for. That's the answer to the trivia question. Kevin got it right. Nicely done, Kevin. See you there. Uh, Royal Pizza Pizza passes so much more. Get their new Canadian club sandwich with chicken, ham, bacon, ranch, lettuce, and tomato. Visit royalpizza.ca. Stop for recommendation. Royal Pizza Mediterranean chicken. Brendan likes the Texan. Reed Wilkins, who's coming up today at about 6.49. Uh, He likes the meat lovers. Tim Tebow is in town coming up here in the middle of November. The two-time national champion Heisman Trophy winner first. First-round pro football draft pick and four-time best-selling author is coming to Edmonton. Don't miss the inspirational night with Tim Tebow. He discusses how to have a mission possible, life pursue, your purpose, and create a life that counts. This is your night to dream big, think big, believe big. Tim Tebow live at Edmonton. That's Wednesday, November 15th, 730 p.m. Buy your tickets now at dreambigentertainment.ca. Brendan, do you want to play that night or I'd be going? In 2011, what he did with the Broncos that year, wherever we traveled in the fall... It was the Tim Tebow Show. It was great theater, great TV. John Shannon used to produce great TV, and we welcome him back to the show for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Legacy Heating and Cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you need to get it with no payments and no interest for your. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. John, sometimes you just got to go to the mouth of the line. In that 2011 NFL season, Tebow was a massive story in the conscience of the United States
2: he was I mean there there was no doubt whether it was uh, you know his time in college football where he appeared to be a miracle worker and then you know when the Broncos raised eyebrows by drafting him when they did uh, and then the difference he made uh, the, the issue was it was so short-lived in the end wasn't it
0: well he wasn't uh, prototypical And it's funny we have people I oh, would have never been any good in the CFL and I'm like he makes 700,000 a year as a television analyst. He doesn't need to come to the CFL and play for 250, 300, 350, maybe 400k. The man was a starting quarterback in the NFL on a team that made the playoffs. You have CFL star quarterbacks that are clipboard uh, carriers in the National Football League. He he could have played in the CFL. Um, all right, now he, did you see the uh, Netflix documentary on the uh, the swamp? I think they called it, it was Swamp King on the Florida football program with the Gators with Urban Meyer and all that. Did you end up seeing it? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, di- really disappointing. I did not address, I mean, come on, one of your one of your players mur- murdered multiple people. Uh, Cam Newton got kicked out of a program and, and ended up having to go to a JUCO uh, junior college before he ended up uh, at uh, Auburn. I thought they totally, and I want to contrast that. Have you seen the David Beckham Netflix yet? Uh,
2: I have not, but I did see the Johnny Manziel one. Yeah uh and uh, you see uh, what's happening now bob in the world of media and athletics is that uh the athletes are getting out in front of the issues and what they're doing is they're creating content and getting their own message out you know the the johnny manziel story uh did not deal with very many of the issues that you know johnny manziel went through and created um it didn't make him look very good in the end but i think that that was uh i don't think that was the goal of it and i think that that's what's happening when you have all these people creating content i will tell you right now john and- i would strongly advise you to see the
0: david beckham netflix i, I i'm okay. here to tell you it was brutally honest it did not per- like, yeah. He he, and it gave us a little bit of his. It it dealt with some serious issues, and it certainly highlighted the fact that maybe he, you know, the relationship with Posh Spice. And you know he obviously had a lot of respect for Sir Alex Ferguson in his time. And her action. name is Victoria Beckham. Okay, her name is Victoria, Victoria. Beckham. Okay. Wait,
2: what is this? What he, is this he, posh spice stuff? He even <laughs> called
0: her posh spice all the way up to the end of the uh, uh, four parts. I, I don't know if anybody else has seen the David. Ba- Maybe if you have Texas on the Ashley Five parts text line, I thought it was really well done. Way better than I was really disappointed with Swamp Kings. So there you have it. Uh, are they going to do a okay. documentary about the, uh, the the start of the Edmonton Oilers season? I mean, uh, there was oil change oh. for a number of years, and man, that that did not go well. It was during the decade of darkness. John, what the hell? Like wh- from your perspective, what do you think is going on here at the hockey club?
2: Uh, well, I uh, I think there's a lot of people grip, gripping the stick a little too hard. Uh, I think there's a few people that read too many summertime press clippings and looked at predictions um, and I think that uh, there's a few people that have been put in positions uh, that uh, have have created a, a very obvious situation that they have uh, not achieved that level of accomplishment you know and there and, and, and there and there's some really stru- smart people doing stupid things um, and it's all happening at the it's just a confluence of errors that can't be ignored. That can't be ignored. How I mean, three too many men on the ice penalties? Yeah. Seriously? Um, you know, I didn't notice anybody talking about uh, just prior to the second Minnesota goal last night that uh, Zach Hyman skated within two feet of center ice and then chipped it in and got the icing call, and then Minnesota never got the puck, uh, controlled the puck in the offensive zone and scored on the following face-off. Stupid, stupid little mistakes that just compound. Yeah. Uh, Interesting
0: stuff, to say the least. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, John Shannon joining us right now for Legacy Heating and Cooling. So, how much
2: trouble are the Emmett's in? Oh, um... That's a great question. Uh, you, you know, are they in trouble? Yes. The depth of that trouble, I think, still to be determined because you know they win two games in a row and they're back at 500, Bob. Yes. You know, so so so, so it it really is t- too soon uh, to to start the full. Uh, uh, outlandish panic you know in baseball they talk about the first 60 games um, you know which is basically uh, you know uh, 40 percent of the season I I don't think you can wait 40 percent of the NHL season to start comparing situations but uh, I I think you have to talk to me uh, between game 20 and 25 but I'll tell you what they better get a turn around uh, here you know things have it, 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 they better rectify some simple stuff first uh, you know and that's even before connor mcdavid returns agreed uh, how difficult is it to tell about I know we had a radio
0: broadcast meeting today in terms of our setup and all that they've changed things we're not in the press box at Comoro Stadium we're elevated above the ice uh, we all have to wear dark clothes which as you know I wear dark clothes every day because it hides the fact I was gonna say you, you you don't have to you don't have to change anything right uh, yeah I don't dress like a peacock but uh, Anyways, you broadcast these. You broadcast these games before. Uh, how much work goes into them from a production side?
2: Well, uh, the early one's a great deal. What's happened now is is that it's, uh, it's become quite routine for a lot of people. But it's the, the, the key thing in all of this, it's, it's the same people on a constant basis. So they know all the pitfalls. They know all the camera angles. They know where the microphone should be. They know where the, uh, where the, the presentation. You know, the, the NHL hires a company out of Toronto called BAM. And BAM has uh, been responsible for the staging of these games. And uh, when people go to Commonwealth on on Sunday, they'll see the staging and it'll look remarkable. They understand the the venues that, that they work with. But the the key thing is understanding um, what issues become vital, uh, you know. And it changed over the years. You know, we, we the first games we did, uh, lots of people wanted to stay in the press box uh, when we started the Winter Classic in Buffalo, um, and it was only after the the day of the day before surveys that on the day of both CBC and NBC said no, our announcers want to be right at ice level. Uh, And it's those types of learning curve things that have really changed and adapted uh, 20 years after the original Heritage Classic. So it's, you've got a playbook, it's a playbook you go to every time, whether no matter how many outdoor games there have been. Uh, and so the people that do it, uh, Dean Matsuzaki and all the people in his department, and Steve Mayer and all the people in his department, they do a magnificent job of executing a plan that is well-rehearsed and well-understood.
0: Well, I hope they send you a check in the mail for that uh, positive uh, endorsement there,
2: John. Well, no, I, th- I think they because I, I I think I think I, they do a, a really strong job. Otherwise, otherwise it would be an unmitigated failure every time. Because because be everybody would try to, re- well, yeah, and everybody would try to reinvent the wheel every time. And last I checked, the best wheels are still around.
0: Yeah, I like to uh, one day I would like to have a conversation on, on on price point for ticketing because that's probably the biggest issue that I've received from the listeners to the show and people reaching out on Twitter is how much the tickets cost for the Heritage Classic. And uh, as you know, the Edmonton owners do not set the price on that. Just...
2: And, and I think I, I think that's a really valid point, and I think that's one of the things where y- you can point the finger at people, and I will, at, at the league that uh, they don't live in Edmonton. Uh, they they measure what the, they think the demand will be um and then don't really understand the market as well as say the people in the ticketing department at the oilers do and so it it, 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 it even though i'm sure that there was people you know trying to push back yeah it would be something that was said out of the new york office and they go from there john great stuff appreciate it uh we'll talk
0: Yes, we will, Bob. All right, 6.46 in Edmonton. Uh, When we come back, Reed Wilkins will set up inside sports. Brennan Escott will bring us this day in Oilers history. Uh, As I mentioned, uh, now I'm going to do the David Wright skit from back in the day. It is 6.47 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. Quickly in a list day in Oilers history before we bring Reed Wilkins in. Uh, this day in Oilers history is presented by New West Travel. You can join us on a three night Montreal roadie, private suite, Oilers and the Habs. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. 1985. Wayne Gretzky a goal and two assists. The Oilers beating the Flames 5 to 3 at Northlands to move to 6 and 1 on the young season. Uh, Kevin McClellan, Paul Baxter dropping the gloves in that one. Grant Fear made 26 saves for the win. Baxter had a Sneaky left. McClellan kept on throwing lefts. It was an ugly fight in the end for Paul Baxter. Remember it well. We bring aboard Reed Wilkins. He has inside sports. Reed, you were down today uh, with the Jay Woodcroft availability. Let's see which one's up there. We go. Are you on center? You're on center. I think that's me. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, What did you uh, What did you think of uh, today? He went into. He was pushed hard on the question on uh, on uh, on the zone defense box plus one. What did you think?
1: Well, I thought he was trying very hard to be as positive as he could, given the situation. And I noticed it right away. As If if you remember, Bob, the, I asked the first question, and it was about three too-many-men penalties. Yes. And early in that answer, he said, well, actually, Reed, there were four. Minnesota got one. Now, of course, I think he knows I'm not asking about a penalty the other team took, but he kind of meant that and he, I think he said they were clearly watching for it to yes. paraphrase what he said so okay so he's deflecting a little bit putting a little bit on the refs and then mid-answer he was kind of like by the way our penalty kill was good okay fair enough the last too many men penalty I don't think Minnesota was trying too hard to score on the power play so I noticed right away okay he might be a little I, I wasn't sure if he was going to be testy or just try to steer some of the questions his answers in a different direction yeah. As as anybody will tell you you know, the person who asks the questions controls the questions. The person given the answers can control the answers, and I think that's what Jay was trying to do today—not answer questions directly if he felt he was going to be overly critical of a player or buy into a reporter's um, line of of wherever they might be going with their individual reporting. Uh, I mean, he he made a he went out of his way to bring up Warren Fogle, which I mean, good for him. Fogle yeah. has been good, and he was really describing how not all the goals are a product of the defensive system. Yeah. I think we could probably have uh, split some hairs there because if you don't have the puck, you're defending, right? I, I realize some of them are off neutral zone turnover, so that might be different, but if you're in your defensive zone, even if you give the puck away, you have to convert to yes. some sort of system quite quickly. So now I, I, I do understand what he was doing, Though, because he he knows the city, he knows his team, and he knows the media, so I think he's trying to say like, okay, I'm gonna I'm not just gonna go along with everything and just say only negative things. You know, fine, I'll acknowledge there are problems, and I'll also point out we have some players doing some good things. I'm fine with him doing that. I'm also fine with the way that I and my colleagues, you included, asked some questions. I didn't think anybody was pulling any punches either. I I quite fr- frankly thought it was. The way those type of interactions should go. Yeah, it was interesting. All right, uh, you have inside sports night. What do you I got, do? What do you got, shaking? All uh, right, Kelly Rudy's on the show tonight. Who played? in the first NHL-sanctioned outdoor game. Not a regular season game, but sanctioned game. Wayne Gretzky showed up for part of that game. And 1991 in a parking lot in Vegas. And it got a little biblical uh, partway through the game as well. So Kelly will tell that story and weigh in. He'll weigh in on Jay Woodcroft's comments as well. And I don't know if you've heard of this young man uh, out of Toronto. I think he used to work here. His name's Ken Reed. Yeah. He's he's written another book. And he's coming to Edmonton to sign the book. There you go. Prove his literacy... In front of everybody, uh, but I, I, this, Ken and I had to tape this afternoon because of his schedule. So, okay. an entertaining Bad interview. time for him. Yes. Yeah, it's probably too late for. Him. <laughs> but uh, uh, I asked him a little bit about book signings too, and if he's ever afraid that nobody will show up. And he has an interesting story about a book signing with Eddie Shack. There you go. Uh, Washington built up a 3-0 lead over New Jersey. New Jersey scored four goals in six minutes.
0: They lead the Capitals 4-3 midway through the second period. That's the only game going. NHL, that's our elite promotional Uh, marking out-of-town NHL scoreboard. Tomorrow again, we are live Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge on Fort Road. Ron McLean and myself, Louie DeBrusque, will join us on tomorrow's show. We'll have a full preview of the Oilers in the Hall of Fame night for Doug Waite and Charlie Huddy. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports up next after a global news weather traffic update with Thomas Dias.